my toxic. I say good to see when your kids will fall into what they're they're supposed to be doing and they're doing. That's why you know Stephen's like one of our our own children. Um, when he was a little boy, Ginger heard him singing, you know, on the way to a baseball game, and she just stayed on him from that time on. Still does. Still all over him about everything. But anyway, it's good. It's good to have that type of talent and that type of creativity in the church because it just breeds more creativity. You know, we want to be a progressive and proactive church, but the way to do that is to be creative. There's a new way to do things. There's a new way. Everything's changing. The world is not the same as it was a year ago. And next next year, it's going to be different than it was this year. The church has to learn to adjust and be able to reach the people that they need to reach without discrediting the Scriptures. But there's always a change in progress. There's always something going on. There's always a new thing. There's always... Does this sound like secular talk? Because it's not. It's Bible talk. There's always... God said over at least four times in the Bible, Behold, I do a new thing. He's doing a new thing. And we get mad and say, well, it ain't it worked the way it used to be. That's because he's trying to do a new thing. Get on board and quit, you know, I mean, that, that, that's what the church as a whole, that's what they seem to do. When something new comes along, it's always bad. Have you noticed that? And I found out since I got older that I don't like things to change. But God does. New every day, and from faith to faith to glory to glory, that's what he's talking about. We got it. We got to embrace the new, because that's what's going to attract the future. That's what. That's what's going to change the future. Oh. What we learn, and I want you to learn something today. This is one of the most simple lessons. Messages I've ever preached, but it's but it's so powerful. It's uh, but you got to take what you learned today and carry it over into your Monday, carry it over into your Wednesday, carry it over. You know, learn some, learn something from it, and move forward. And what you're going to learn today is very, very, very simple. It's really simple because I'm not, I'm a simple guy. Did you know that in in the Greek, you know what the word church means? This is really cool. It's the, the Greek word is ecclesia. The Spanish word is ecclesia. But the word church in Greek means the called out ones. The called out ones. A, see, what happens is God calls us out to a place. And that's where we gather. God's a gathering God. We're two or more gathered. I'm in the midst of them. I think that's Matthew 18.20. I think that's what it is. Yeah. We're two or more gathered. Hebrews 10.25 says, Forsake not the assembling or the gathering of yourselves together. Is, what is that? Is that for the good of of the kingdom? Is that for the good of God, or is that for the good of the one you're there with? 
It's good for the ones that you're there with because then God can move because we're two or more gathered. He's right there in the middle of it. He promises, if, if, hey, if you get together, if two or more believers get together, I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be right up in the midst of it, right up in the middle of what's going on. Because when I, when, when I get two Christians together, we're going to talk about God. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you towards conversations of how to make your life better through Christ. Are you, are you following me? I'm sure you are because it's very simple. It's, <laughs> it's important to God that you hang out with like-minded people. It's important to God because it makes you better. It, as iron sharpens iron, the Word says. When you get godly people around you, it makes you better. It makes them better. Mainly, I don't know why I could make somebody better. because I guess they could just look at me and say, well, you know, I can be better than that. You know? I mean, you know, but it makes us better. Christians make Christians better. I don't know why, but the Bible says it, and I've done it, and it works. If it wasn't for Dr. Carmen, we probably wouldn't be here. Why? But we, we hung out together. We ministered together. And so that, T.L. wouldn't have shown in my life. We may not, this church may look, look a lot different. You know, there's people, and I can go on and on and on and on about people that have been, have, have been an influence in my life. People that, that, that have helped mold me, which helped mold the church. Because I didn't know, have, a, have a clue what I was doing, and I was the only person that didn't know it. You know, I mean, and, and when you think you're doing things the right way, you're doing them the wrong way, you think everybody's crazy. And then you realize that, you know, it's not just one or two people, it's everybody. Maybe it's you, Paul. You know... So, you know, but but I had good, solid people that would that would encourage me, that would talk to me. Hey, you know, get a call from one of these guys, you know, and, and say, and, hey, how are you doing? What's going on in the church? This is going on. Well, how are you handling it like this? Well, that's the wrong way to handle it. This is what you ought to do. It's important to have those people in your life, especially for me because I'm not that bright and I have a church so I've got to be able to handle what I've got. So I have really sharp people around me. Godly people. People that have been there, done that, and know how to get us to the next level. Hmm. It makes us better, and it makes us stronger. The Bible says if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. Three can put a hundred thousand. Four can put a million. I mean, every time you get together with somebody else, you're stronger. The devil does not want Christians hanging out with Christians. He wants them to be convinced that they're better off with people in the world so they can change them. That's not what. That's not the way it is. You need to be. You need to mug somebody. In other words, more than one person needs to get in there. If you get in there by yourself, they're going to drag you down. You're not going to pull them up. It's just I've never seen it happen. But as a group, 
One can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand. Makes you ten thousand times stronger just by adding one Christian as you go into that situation. Makes you better and it makes you stronger. Y'all enjoying this? Because this is really easy to preach. I want to preach this every week. We're all going to be happy. Maybe broke and powerless, but we'll be happy. <laughs> it also, hanging out with Christians, it puts us in a place where we can serve one another. If there's something wrong with Brittany or Stephen, I'll see it and I'll try to fix it. They may not have to tell me something's going on, but I know them well enough to know when something's going on. So I immediately come. That's what, that's what friends do. If you don't have a tribe, get one. I've got a tribe, and I mean, and there are people, I mean, people, some of the people in the church, and, and I mean, all of y'all are a tribe, but I'm talking about people that when I go, when I'm in a, when I'm in a bind, I'll call Shannon and Tim, or, or Sandra, or, or Philip, or Jim Hockaday. I mean, I got people, I got, I know some people that know what they're doing. Why do you want to go, why, why would anybody want to go into a situation alone that they know nothing about? Or have a couple of friends that have been through the process that know everything about it, they can lead them through it. you got to get a tribe. you got to get people that you look up to, people that will tell you no and yes, and explain it in love, therefore you build trust. And you look out for each other. And you help each other. You, you pick each other up. What did y'all learn today? Well, we need to have a tribe. We need to have godly friends. That's all that man, that's all that man said today? Yeah. It's huge. It is huge. <laughs> if, let me tell you something. If, if, if you... Hmm. Who's a first-generation Christian here? Anybody? Okay. First-generation Christian. His child is in church. So that's a second generation. And when that child has children, it's third generation. Then fourth generation. Are oh, you see... see if a group of Christians hangs around and they get that one person is pulled in, they change generations to come. It doesn't matter what happens right now, but the future of that family has been altered by the power of people hanging out together. I remember Rob was telling me, we we're talking about the, the new building, it hadn't been long ago, and uh, he said, he said, you need a 400-seat sanctuary and a, and a hangout area about as big as your sanctuary. I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, that's the thing. He said, some churches are not even having regular services. They do things different. They have, they have this big coffee bar and, and all of this stuff. And he was telling me about this church. He said, it's the craziest thing. He said, then 
the screen pulls down, and the pastor starts preaching, and they're hanging out. Some people are in the sanctuary. Some people, he said, if you can fix a place where people can hang out together, they're going to grow together. They're going to get stronger. They're going to get, it's all, it's all with who you hang out with. I, if, if, let me tell you what, if I look at who you hang out with outside of church, I can tell you where you're going to be in five years. I promise you. I promise you. It, I, I've done it over and over and over again. And we've tried to alter that course, but if they don't get good friends, it doesn't work. Because that's the culture that they're going to be in. They may be a good kid. You ever heard the story? You know, he was a good kid. I never, nobody ever said that about me. But, I've seen people that were said about, and they were good kids, got with the wrong crowd, and they're bad adults. Who you hang out with determines who you become. It's important, guys. It's very important that you get this. Oh, let me move on. God wants us to be joyous. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Right? So, joy is... Well, I'm shifting gears here. I'm going to get. I'm going to get all the way back around here shortly. God wants us to have joy, right? But the joy of the Lord, not the joy of, not not my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So, joy comes from God. You can't get joy on this earth. But you can have it while you're here. But remember that it comes from God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So our joy comes from Him. But happiness is something that's different. See, joy is internal and eternal. Joy comes from inside and it lasts forever. Happiness, the Constitution guarantees us the right to pursue happiness. It doesn't guarantee happiness. It guarantees you the right to pursue it. So, happiness is not a spiritual thing. It doesn't come from God. It comes from things that men do. If I'm, if I'm, my, my job's going good, my family's healthy, I'm happy. It ain't going good. I'm not happy. My kids are sick. I'm not happy. Why? Because happiness is based off of circumstance and joy is based off of God. Okay? So they're two different things. Totally different things. But what, the, 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 what, the, what happens is you can have joy and happiness while you're on this earth. You can have them both. Well, how do you have it? I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. How can you have both? One of them. You can have joy and happiness because you get the joy from the Lord, but you get the happiness from your consequences. Correct? Okay. Circumstances, I should say. 
counterfeit Christianity. That's the best way I know to put it. I'm trying to come up with new vocabulary so people don't get mad at me. Okay? So I'd say counterfeit Christianity says, this is the hand I've been dealt. I just have to learn to live with it and cope with it the rest of my life. True Christianity is like Philippians 4.13. There ain't nothing you can't do. Real Christianity is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, so what? what's the difference in counterfeit Christianity and true Christianity? The company that you keep. The company that you keep. You can, you can dedicate your life, get, get saved, get filled, do whatever, but live a life of bitterness because you're not hanging out with the right people. You can live a life of unforgiveness because you're hanging out with people that are unforgiving. You can, you know, you get around you get around people that show grace, you'll be a better person because they show grace. You get you you show, you see a person that's just full of forgiveness, you're going to be a better person because it's going to rub off on you. To anoint means to rub, to rub up against. You start rubbing up against that stuff, it rubs off on you, and you become all that you can become. You see, we don't always get everything from God the way that you might think. So I'm going to do an analogy here. Um, let's just say I'm not, but let's just say I'm God in this situation, okay? And I've got to get something to John King. This right here, i got to get it to John King. But I can't throw it to him because I don't trust him to catch it for one. And it's a smartphone. It's very expensive. So I am going to get it. First of all, Ginger's got you got to figure it out. You've got to get it to John. You can't throw it. You can't slide it across the floor. And you can't get out of your chair. So it's up to you to figure out how to get it to it. Okay. Got to get to John. You see, that's what got. See, that's what. See. No, you're not keeping it. (laughs) That's how God does things. If He wants to reach John, and John's not listening, He's going to get people to get the word to John. So who you hang out with determines who you become. Are y'all, are y'all following me now? I had to, I, I know I'm simple-minded, but I thought that that was a real, Ginger came up with that, by the way. And it not only happens. I, I'm, I'm fixing to probably get goofy here, but it it um, it's not only the way in Christianity. It's that way in everything. Let me tell you what. After church, if I went back there and I wanted started talking about this deer that I'd killed, and I did, I got one, got him back from a taxidermist the other day. And I start to tell the story. Philip Baker pointed this out to me, and I said, "Well, you're right, but I don't like it." But 
There's no deer story that starts and ends like this. Well, I was in my deer stand. He walked out and I shot him. No. The barometer was on the rise. The wind was out of the east. And you go back and you tell the history that you've had with this deer. Huh? And, and you tell all the story. And you know what? Everybody's looking at you like you're crazy except deer hunters. Man, they're like this. Yeah, I kill one like that. Man, I... And, and, and what? They're like-minded. They get together. They listen to each other's stupid stories over a deer. And they're excited about it. You know why? Because it's important to them. And so they're going to they're gonna be around people. I'm telling you. Ladies, you don't want to look at the checkbook to see how much in beer leases cost. I quit playing golf two and a half years ago. This just happened yesterday. Quit playing golf two and a half years ago. My back, I just could not take it. Last time Jim Hockaday was here, God used that man to heal my back. I immediately picked up a golf club, and started trying to hurt my back as much as I possibly could. Couldn't do it. So I went and joined um, Squire Creek. And went and got fitted for clubs. Got my clubs in. I mean, everything. Sold my bass boat. Sold my tractor. I mean, so, but I'm, so, if you got anything you want to buy, I've, I've got, it's for sale. Anything. So, I, I sponsored a team in the Charity Classic in Mendon. That's a golf tournament here in Mendon. And uh, I didn't, didn't play in it, but thank God it rained all day on them yesterday and going to rain again this afternoon. So, But anyway, so I went over to the golf tournament just to check on and see how things were going. And, man, every time I couldn't walk more than five feet. Hey, Paul, man, they grabbed me and shake man. Man, it's been, God, been missing you, you know. It's good. I, I mean... It was like I would come home from war. <laughs> you know, and it made, it made me feel good to walk in there and everybody knows your name, everybody knows who you are. Man, we've been missing you. When are you coming back? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not coming back, but I'll, play, I'll come play with you all from time to time. But, you know, but I mean, it made me feel good. Why? Because those are people that I spent time with with one thing in common. Just one. We like to play golf. If you can get that feeling of home and not being alone and, have, and people being behind you, generally concerned about your safety over a stinking golf ball, what if that one thing that you have in common is Jesus? It's comforting to have friends it, it's comforting to have a tribe that, that loves Jesus like you do. They don't have to believe everything you believe, and you don't have to believe everything they believe. But death, burial, and resurrection, we got a connection. You know, we, we've got a connection. Now, <laughs> like Izzy, we were talking, um, she's talking about, she, she talking about boys. And I said, if you don't talk in tongues, you ain't dating him. And she, she looked at me and said, what? I said, 
we ain't going to have any of this, you know, we're going to change our denomination for marriage thing. You don't date them if they can't talk in tongues. She didn't like that. She hadn't talked to me about it since. So anyway, you know why? I want the. I want. I want her to marry a godly man. I want. I, you know. I mean. I want them. And I've. I've just. You know. I had my my list. Good Christian. Loved baseball. Hated the Yankees. That was Jordan's list. She married a good Christian man that hates the Yankees and loves the Dodgers. You know why? Because if he doesn't, I'm, he's going to have to divorce my daughter. I can have a Yankee lover in my family. It's a fate worse than death. And they can't like the Dallas Cowboy. And Hutton, man, fits the bill. Hutton's a perfect son-in-law. I'm telling you. So anyway, I, I've got to change my my requirements for Izzy. Even though those requirements worked well, it's not as important so much that they're baseball players. But I have increased the requirement. You've got to pray in tongues. You've got to be speaking in tongues before you can date it. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> Joy and happiness can be attained. That's why we need to try. Fellow believers, Christian friends. In Galatians 6, the second verse, where's it at? Did I give you all that one? Bear one another's burdens and, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Christians. Bear one another's burdens. One, in one translation it says, confess your sins one to another. Well, I ain't going to do that. How many of you, all right, confess, one, confess your sins one to another. Y'all get after it. Go. Ain't nobody jumping on that, are they? See, but this is for close friends. Hey, I got a problem here. Maybe you can help me. But it says, bear one another's burdens. In other words, the burden that you may carry, you don't have to carry all of it. Because you got a tribe. This is, this is Paul talking to the, to the church in Galatia. He says, hey, bear one another's burdens. Get together. So they're strong, like, hey, here we go. We're going to bring it to church. The, 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 the national slogan going on right now is we're better together. They're right. Christians, we're better together and we're worse apart. The worst thing that's ever happened, man, one of, the, one of the biggest lies the devil ever told was this. And he gets embedded in the churches. All across the world, not just America, all across the world. I mean, I've, I've been there, believe me. It's not as bad there, but it's still there. The thing is, the church doesn't want change. Correct? Like the pastor that told me, he said, if I want to move the piano, i got to move it an inch a week. 
People don't want change. But change is the catalyst for growth. What we can do is we can get us a good youth pastor. He can bring the kids in there and we'll, you know, we'll, be, we'll be, yeah. That's not the problem. The problem is you've got to be able to change so that you can grow. But the church doesn't, give me that old time religion. It's good enough for grandpa, it's good enough for me. Well, at that line of thinking, why don't, let's see. All right, grandpa, my grandpa, well, he didn't have a television. They didn't have air conditioning. One time they didn't have indoor plumbing. So I want to go back to that because that's good enough for me. See, they want to progress in every area of their life but in their spiritual life, in their church, in their life inside of the church. If you don't have friends inside of the church, it's harder. Man, I know, I mean, we've got a bunch of tribes in this church. I mean, I think we do have 12 tribes. But, you know, I mean, you go out and you, you'll see um, Brittany and Stephen and Joel and Serena, and then you see Chris and Jess with uh, Jeremy and Kristen, and then um, Kenny and Clayton. And I mean, I mean, I, mean, I can just start naming out the, the Generation House. That's the, that's the toughest click in there. I'm telling you, man, they, they, they you got you them girls got each other back. There, they're serious. Little group right here, they're always together, always. You know what? They're better. I come up, I bug Jessica to death. I really do, because I'll come up a couple of days a week, maybe, maybe one, and I'll just sit across her desk, and she just works, and I'll just sit there. And we'll talk from time to time. And it and runs her crazy. I know it does. That's one of the reasons I do it. But I'm not there to make Jessica better. I'm there so for she can make me better. Are you following me? You get around Jessica and Marvely for a period of time, you're going to be a better person. You're going to be. And so you go, I mean... You stay around me, you're not probably not going to be a whole lot better. But there's some good people in here that can make you better, amen? Oh, let me get... Golly. I'm going to do something different. I'm gonna... Joy and happiness both are attainable, but you have to have a tribe. You are important to me, and you're important to God. So today, we're going to do something different. Everybody goes, oh. See? New! Behold, I do a new thing, everybody. Oh. See there? It's, it's, in, it's, it's invaded the CCAM. I want to do something new. Oh. Here, I'm verbal. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Come out of him, Satan. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, no, we want. What I want to do is I want you to get groups of three. Groups of three and just pray for each other, and that's how we're going to end. Because you need 
people that you can pray for and that are going to pray for you. And if you've got a prayer request, just tell them and those people, will, they'll get in their group and another group and it'll just continue to get better. You're better together. Get in a tribe. Do it. Get together. You're better. Alright, y'all ready? No. Ready? One, two, three.